Here's your host, Alex Garrett. Ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but you're here with us in New York City. Are you ready? I know I am. Hey, I'm Alex Garrett, your host for this episode and everything Alex Garrett Podcasting. And this podcast specifically focuses on topics that should be trending. And, well, you know what they say, right? Oh, if the shoe fits, wear it. Well, that line means so much to me. Find out why next on Alex Garrett Podcasting, where we wear that shoe proudly. And a good morning to you. It's Tuesday, September 1st. Holy crud. How do we make it to September? We're here. We are here right now. And uh, I hope you're doing well. I hope your week started off well yesterday. And I just hope that, I guess, around the area, we're going back to school today. So I hope those kids are safe. I hope they're excited to go back uh, in the private sector, a private school sector anyway. I'm not sure about the public school. I guess that's next week. But uh, it's so weird with Labor Day uh, next week, isn't it? Usually it's around this time, but nope, we got to wait another week for that. So technically, summer's still around um, because Labor Day has always been the unofficial end of summer, right? So there's that. It's a little rain today here in New York City, and uh, that's okay. Probably still going to roll blade because it's not too bad. Even though I wasn't a soaker last week. In that uh, storm, which you might have seen on my Instagram, Alex Gene NYC. Anyway, there are a couple of things I want to get to today. Firstly, y- you got to join Quora. You've got to join Quora because there are some of the most intriguing questions, intriguing facts, intriguing things being talked about on Quora.com. Uh, no, they didn't pay me to say that, but. Quora, you get actually the funniest questions, the best questions, the weirdest questions, the wildest questions. And then you get some really, really helpful tips, helpful facts, helpful things. And um, while it's on my mind, I'm going to get to what psychologist Scott Parrick, P-A-R-I-K-H, wrote on Quora. But I just want to say I had an exciting time at church on Sunday, did attend it, didn't get to mention that yesterday, but I went to New Jersey, crossed state lines for the first time since March, and it was so fun, it was so cool at Good Shepherd Lutheran, we all all social distanced, there was about 15 to 20 of us outdoors, outside of our beautiful church, and it was a great ceremony, and we talked about our human will versus God's will for us. And I I really felt that. Like, if you know me for a while, I used to go out a lot more. I used to be partier. Well, first of all, COVID's kind of tamed me from doing that, to be very honest with you. Very, 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 very honest with you. Um, Secondly, I'm learning that to go home is to create a stable energy. I think God wants us to have a stable energy, and I think he wants us to do what we have to do to create that stable energy. And so the last couple, the last few time, few days, I've been really not going anywhere out 
into the night. I've been home or I've been where I needed to be to make sure radio went well, podcasting went well. And that's God's will. I mean, you can, when we divert from his will, he will tell us, as I've said before. When we divert from his plan, he will tell us um, through actions, through signs, through words, he will tell us. And so I'm just glad that God's got me on this path of a will of being stable more. I'm hoping so anyway. So we'll see how that project goes as we roll along. Uh, literally roll along. Of being stable. But then I, I was looking at Quora because I happened to stumble on it. I'm not sure why I ended up on there. But I saw a very interesting facts sheet that I, I wanted to share with you. In fact, so much so I'm going to. I'm going to share this right now on my chat room where you can find out more about it on Quora. What are some of the most awesome psychological facts? Uh, he listed about 31 of them. I, I picked up some very interesting ones, um, which really, and what actually got me inspired to talk about this is number four. The way you dress is related to your mood. Dressing well will make you less likely to suffer from depression. Now, I've been on a sports jersey, jersey, buying binge the last few months. And finally, Models' clothes, I mean, you can do it online. Finally, I've kind of calmed down from that after Models did close this past Sunday. But uh, yeah, I, I've been on that sports wearing thing. And I said to myself, after reading Scott's line about that, hmm, let me change that up so I'm not wearing sports stuff all the time. Uh, September to me is always the start of something more official than June, July, August. I mean, who's going to wear a suit and tie in August? No. Also, this now has become a solemn month the last 19 years after 9-11. And it's a month where we should be buttoned down and honoring our country, honoring that area, which I still roll past every day to work. Honoring that tragedy, honoring that horror on our shores, on our city. It's not a time to cancel light shows uh, to honor the Twin Towers. It's not a time to cancel the Tribune and Light. It's a time to let it shine even brighter, to give people a sense of, here's where we have come from. A sense of resilience. We have lost that idea. And when we're being told, when we're told resilience is key during COVID, we're like, no, you have to stay in. No, resilience is key. There is a reason. Well, I guess I'm talking to you today. There's a reason that you are listening to this today. And that's because God has you here. 180,000 deaths due to the evil COVID. And yet here we are talking to each other, listening to each other. That's God's plan right there. That is, that is something worth noting. And it's worth noting the resilience of all of us during this time. And that tribute in light significant, significantly assures that and reaffirms that resilience for us. And so back to dressing, though, summer, well, that's pretty much done now. And I want to get back to dressing nicer. And, you know, even if there's really not many people in the 
offices, I still want to look nice because I think that does help my mood. And if you feel like you need a mood booster or a mood change, I would highly recommend evaluating that too. What can you wear to make yourself feel better? Suit and tie literally makes me feel great, by the way. I don't do it as much, but I should. Uh, makes me feel worth something. Be and I say that because as someone who is proud to roll away on one leg or proud to wear that, as someone who keeps going, I also have the realities that, yes, I have to work 20 times harder to smash stigmas. And I think I do it with grace. I think I do it with ease. But it's got to be done. And I think dressing up is part of that. So I totally relate to number four. Did you know, in, in according to Scott, the first seven seconds is your first impression. So yeah, I think those two are relatable, right? That's number 13 on the list. Relatable because how you dress will show someone, is this guy serious? Is he not serious? Is he a jokester? Is he a fun guy but also knows how to work hard? I mean, I, I truly believe the way you dress in, in a first date or how you dress uh, in a business interview. I mean, obviously we're going to wear suit and ties. But maybe we can stand out a little bit more for the first seven seconds of meeting someone. Now, I think that's a very quick first impression, but, uh, you know, I, I got to have Scott on to actually discuss all this because I'm, I'm curious. Seven seconds to make a first impression. I think that would be the most valuable seven seconds of your life in any situation because literally any minute, any second can change your life. So I would say make those first seconds count uh, when meeting someone or trying to make that first impression. Here's another interesting one. I'm going to jump down to number 19. According to his list, he says, never tell your goals to anyone because it chemically satisfies, satisfies the brain and that's similar to completing it. In other words, if you tell your goals, you have sort of completed it. I never thought of that. I always thought if you talk about the goals, you speak it into existence and you don't rest on just having them. I would never rest on just having goals. I believe in going out there and accomplishing them. But I guess, according to Scott Perrick, if you talk about them, you you make it already done, like accomplished in your mind, which I've, I've never felt, but maybe some do uh, subconsciously. But overall, this this tip is very interesting. Because I've learned that it's not about posting about every show that I engineer in my day job. It's not about posting every little accomplishment. It's about getting accomplishments done, racking them up, and then building on it and building, getting more goals accomplished. I believe in writing to God about your goals. I believe in writing your goals down. I think that's important too. But if you start telling everybody your goals, either A, they're going to try and steal the idea, or B, you'll, you'll just be ruining it because you spoke it out and didn't let it play out. I think that's the other thing. So it's very interesting. And yeah, I do believe there's also a speak into existence factor as well. I just mentioned writing down, and that's another fact that hit me here. I know I'm kind of bounced all over the place. 16 and 17 on this list, writing negative thoughts and throwing them away 
improves your mood. Well, okay, let, let's talk about this for a minute. Let's say you are in a bad mood. And let's not vent on Facebook anymore. Let's just write it down to ourselves. I think even technologically, you can write it down why you got mad. Maybe write down how you can prevent that mood from happening. And throwing it away, yeah, I think that would help too. Get it out of here. Get it out of your system. Get it out of your sphere. Throw it away. Or if you feel like you need to keep on reminding yourself, keep it. But I do believe that writing down negative thoughts would help you in the long run. Um, because it will help you fix those thoughts and course correct your brain to the best you can. All right, uh, right under that, this was very fascinating. Number 17, we finally have a number. You know, there's a, there's a, a theory out there that if you have messy handwriting, you're creative. Uh, this is the first time I've seen a number put to it, and Scott Perrick does on Quora. 90% uh, of the time, people with messy handwriting are more creative than average. 90% of the time. Well, I guess that's why uh, I do chicken scratch and podcasting at the same time, right? <laughs> Just kidding. I do believe in the importance of handwriting, however, and so as I mentioned before, I love just writing down. I wrote down these tips. I wrote down these tips to talk to you about because I won them on paper uh, just to look at in case I happen to lose a link to his uh, fact sheet here. Now, we continue with the writing uh, phase. Number 10. 97% of people who get a new pen write their name. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't remember ever getting a new pen and saying that, but that is fascinating that after getting a new pen, we write our own name. And if you get a new pen, I'd take that a step further and say, hey, listen, new pen, new chance to write a new story. It's a new day. It's now a new month. So let's go past writing our name. Let's go. Let's start writing down the thought process. Let's start writing down the goals, the the wants, the desires to achieve here. Let's not just stop at our name. Let's keep writing and writing more. Uh, writing books. Writing out the rest of how you want your life to play out. And have that vision. Have that vision. Now, here was an interesting one. Number 18. You know the saying, an apple day keeps the doctor away? Well, Mr. Perrick, Scott Perrick here, he's actually out of London, by the way. Uh, Scott says, eating an orange has been shown to reduce stress. And so, I don't know if it's in contrary to the popular saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Turns out, so does an orange. That's why doctor recommend, doctors recommend having an orange before going to work. I think that's pretty fascinating to me. Uh, my stepdad, Vic, actually cuts up tangerines and 
I enjoy those, and I do feel better after I eat them, actually. Maybe I should do that more. So doctors recommend having an orange before going to work. And you could test all these out, um, or you don't have to. But I just thought, man, these are some relatable factoids here. An entrepreneurial mindset. A quote-unquote space on Quora actually allowed me to publish and I was talking about this today, which is great, so I'll, I'll do a follow-up there. All right, what else did I find attractive, uh, intriguing? Oh, 22. According to Scott Perrick, seven positive comments neutralize the effect of one negative comment. So, my, my thinking on that idea Don't we still want to address the negative comment instead of let the positivity ground it out? I think if you have a negative comment said toward you, you have to address it on the spot. And let's fix it. Let's course correct it. Let's course correct someone who's telling you that negativity. Well, you can't course correct their thought process, right? But I don't. I also don't believe in simply relying on seven positive comments. I used to, but... Sometimes I think it's better to just address the one negative and move on. And I think that could lead to more positive comments because you'll be respected more. If you set the boundary and say, hey, listen, listen, guys. Um, I didn't like what you told me. I do not want to hear that again. Instead of waiting for, for positivity, I believe you can create that positivity simply by speaking up. Simply by setting the boundary. I've, I've worked on that for a while now. So let's not rely on the positivity only. Let's work to create the move the negative to the positive in our own sphere, in our own world, in our own lives. Let's do that. I'm ready to do that anyway. Uh, all right. Uh, th this one's for the radio guys out there. Um, women might like you, turns out, if you're a radio guy and have a radio voice. Women might like you to the point where, according to Scott, number 26 on this fact sheet, women generally prefer men with hoarse, deep voices, as I see them as safer and less aggressive. So my podcast pals, Ed, Mike, oh, Gary Rustin, he's got the radio voice, man, but but uh, and myself, I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to take up smoking, but if that's what it takes to get a deeper voice, I'm all in. Just kidding. I would never smoke. But yeah, if you're on podcasting, if you're on radio and you have that voice, chances are you might score with a woman better because they love a guy that has a hoarse, deep voice. And that's why they don't come knocking. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, okay. Moving along here. Th this other stat, which I thought was fascinating. Um, number eight on the list. Bananas and Prozac are connected. Yes, bananas and Prozac are connected. This is number eight on the list. Because there's a chemical that, that's found in both of them that give you the serotonin 
and dopamine. And I would say potassium also helps out here um, with the with the happiness level. Um, serotonin dopamine found in both banana and Prozac. So much so, in fact, they wrote a whole column about this. This was unbelievable. The... <laughs> Which which state is this out of? I don't know, but they, they had written a whole thing about bananas, which originally in India were called fruit of the wise men. Did you know that? But here was the coolest part of it. Some believe the banana is proof of God's benevolence. They point out how easy it is to handle and bite. They marvel at it's ready to use tab for wrapper removal. They extol its pleasing taste and they point to it cell by date mechanism. Its skin turns black. The celestial confection making at its best, it is claimed and shows clear evidence of a deity who created the potassium? Huh. Who created the banana. So have the banana today. Have your bananas because clearly it's more than just potassium. Now there's a Happiness level, there is a vitamin C level, fiber. 327 BC, by the way, the banana was created, which I think is amazing. And guess who guess who discovered the banana? Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great. And now this Alexander is talking about that centuries later. I, you can't make it up. You cannot make it up. Now, there were a couple more takes on this list. How about this one? Doing things you fear make you happier. I, I think that is so true. I, I think that we all have lived that, right? Oh, we're afraid to go up to her. Because she might reject us. We'll do it. And maybe something will spark up, you know? I'm afraid to go after another job because whatever. We'll do it. Maybe that job will open up more doors. Most importantly... It seems today we are being asked to be afraid to walk outside of our house. Don't be afraid to do that either. We need to get out. This lockdown has made people afraid to come back to New York because they also saw what happened with the riots. Do not be afraid. I want to see that number here in New York City go past 25%. I believe if everybody does what they can to stay safe, we can reopen bigger and better. We can get our keys back to the city. We can do things again. That's what it's about. It's about doing things again here in the nation. Which has been severely told not to do things. And uh, it, it's funny. One last thought on this. But yes, we, we cannot be afraid anymore. We cannot be afraid to go back to New York and Go back to life and uh, actually pick up the habits that you developed in quarantine that were good 
translate it into the office space, translate it into life, translate it into a better work life. And then finally, before my New York City uh, brain kicks in here on Alex Garrett Podcasting, by the way, Alex G in NYC is my Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to follow TikTok, uh, I don't even know what's going to happen with that app, by the way, but we'll have to see. But number one, 20%, and this is what actually caught my eye from the beginning, 20%. Uh, people see you as 20% more attractive than you think you are. That number is pretty amazing, to be honest with you. 20 per, because you, you wouldn't know that. Uh, Scott obviously put a lot of work into this list of 31. I would upvote this post, which I tagged on my chat group here, Messenger. 20% more attractive than you think you are. Don't let that get to your head, though, because I think having that humility and having that, wow, she really wants to talk to me, or wow, uh, I really got a smile there. Those are the moments where you feel the most human, when you least expect it. So don't let the 20% more attractive get to your head. It's just interesting to note, I thought. All right, uh, and there's 31 on that list, so I, I definitely recommend you do all of it. And, uh, sorry about that, y'all. And now, finally, talking about New York City. Talking about not being afraid. Don't be afraid to flood 311. You know, this week, Jersey just opened up. Just opened up 25% capacity for indoor dining this upcoming Friday. Huge news, by the way. And what is the mayor of our greatest city in the world, New York City, what does he say? I do expect, pray for, and expect a vaccine in the spring uh, that will allow us all to get you know, more back to normal for that situation where we can push down the virus enough where we would have more ability uh, to address indoor dining. So you're telling me we're going to wait till spring? For indoor dining, Mayor de Blasio? Is that what you're really telling me? Is that what you're really telling me right now? <laughs> Is that seriously what you're telling me? Uh, I mean, is that serious? What you're telling me, Mayor de Blasio? <laughs> it's laughable. It's laughable. We're going to have to wait till the spring? No. I want you to call City Hall, the mayor's office, if you are a restaurant owner, a small business owner. We must get our keys back. It's September. And if that doesn't work, you know, it got a lot of popularity, 311, when de Blasio said to start snitching on your neighbor if you saw them violating social... I mean, that's how crazy it got. So... Flood 311, not with dick pics, not with uh, white supremacist labels like uh, Nazi uh, 
the Nazi symbol. Don't flood 311 with that. Flood them with three simple words. Open indoor dining. Maybe add exclamation point. Flood them. Call them. Call the mayor's office. It's time. We must not sit idly by as Jersey gets ahead of us. We must not. We are New York City. We never waited for a vaccine in our lives. Now we have to? We don't have to. I don't think we have to stand for it either. I think we can do one simple act, every one of us, flood the 311 line, because this is ridiculous. I do expect, pray for, and expect a vaccine in the spring. But we don't have till the spring, Mayor Bill. We don't have till the spring to save businesses here in New York. We have till now, right now. And I highly suggest those who want to get involved finally do. Stop sitting on the sidelines. People don't sit on the sidelines after horrible acts of police brutality. We also should not sit on the sidelines for small business owners. We must fight for them. The restaurant owners, we must fight for them as well. Do it. Flood 311. And take a look at the awesome facts by Scott Perrick on my Quora, on my Messenger. And by the way, it's very easy to get a Quora. All you got to do is sign up when you log into Gmail. When you log into your Gmail, just sign up. And, uh, and do that. So I'm Alex Garrett. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. And uh, welcome to September.